Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hello, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday evening. This is Andy Santis, and I have an amazing guest again. I've had so many wonderful guests recently and all the time. Uh, this evening, I have John Paul Kasparovich coming to us from Pennsylvania. He's the founder of singlehearted.com and also bigheartharvest.com. He is a musician, a Catholic father, and husband. So welcome, John Paul. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Ann. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Yeah, it really is great to have you here. And you've also been a guest on Patchwork Heart Ministry on Sewing Hope, the podcast that I host with Bill Snyder. And so it'll be really great to have you on this show too. So, you know, the name of the show is Journeys in Faith. So we always mm -hmm. start out with the faith journeys of those that we interview here. So we'd love to hear your faith journey. Yeah, so I actually wasn't raised Catholic. Um, I was baptized when I was four years old. Um, but I think that was at really because my grandparents wanted that. It wasn't really something that my parents were really into. So, but they had us baptized. And then, uh, you know, so my faith journey was slow when I was younger. And uh, long story short, though, uh, my parents, unfortunately, uh, got divorced when I was young. I was about seven years old. And uh, that was a tough time in my life, you know. Uh, there are a lot of things that happen, you know, when you look back on your life, there's a lot of things that happen. You know, that God was there, you know, in those, in those episodes and those times in your life, you know, and now, as I look back, there's so many times when I say, wow, that must've been God. just kind of leading me, you know, to eventually come into the Catholic church. And I got confirmed as a Catholic at the age of 26. But before that, when I was in high school, um, when I was a junior in high school, I actually started reading the Bible and I don't really know why. I don't know what sparked that. I just kind of had this, this uh, desire to know and get a lot of questions answered. So I started reading the Bible, started learning about Jesus. I uh, started reading the Gospels, find out the things that Jesus said and how he lived his life and, and how he died, obviously. Um, and then, then I just really realized in that moment, reading the Gospels, that of who Jesus was and who Jesus is. You know, Jesus is God. And what I realized in my life was that if, if Jesus who could be God would love me so much, you know, to think that I was so valuable to, to die for me. I mean, that really just solidified everything that all the questions I was asking in my life at that time. And I had a lot of questions, you know, at that time in my life, I was actually in a heavy metal band. I was rocking out to things like Metallica, Anthrax, all those kinds of things. I had longer hair than most girls, most women, you know, and it was back in the 80s and 90s, you know, the big hair, you know, and just kind of like the head banging and stuff and that. And uh, it was interesting because we used to write a lot of songs that asked a lot of these questions, but we didn't really know what we were looking for. But again, once I started reading the Bible, I started getting the answers to those questions. And in my life, I started really, really searching and, and asking God, like, what is the whole truth? I really wanted to know everything. I didn't want piecemeal things. I didn't want a little idea. I wanted the whole truth. And so that really led me on a journey to start visiting so many different churches. And I would go to Baptist churches, Methodist churches. I would go to Episcopal churches, Pentecostal churches. I would go to any kind of church I could think of. Um, and I would just learn and I would ask questions and I would go to their worship services. And, and one of the things that really struck me, most major denominations 
would say the Apostles' Creed. And that was really profound to me. Um, now, that comes really important later. During this search of churches, uh, I happened to meet this really pretty girl. Now, it wasn't at a church. I was actually handing out flyers for my heavy metal band. And, and I was walking through uh, Freehold Raceway Mall, if anybody who's watching this might know. It's in New Jersey. And uh, there was this girl, and she was really, really pretty. And I went up to her. Long story short, I gave her a flyer. And she wound up calling the number on the flyer, which, you know, conveniently was my number. And she called me and we started to talk and we had a lot of things in common and started to uh, listen to the same music. And we started to date and that sort of thing. And about two years into dating, she asked me if I would be interested in going to mass with her and her parents. Now, you know, God bless her parents, because first off, there's no way if I was her parents, there's no way I would have let her date someone like me. But, uh, you know, they saw something in me that I didn't see. And uh, when she invited me to go to mass, I went, but I only went because, you know, she was really pretty. So I didn't <laughs> want to be in, I didn't want her to think I was a, an idiot, you know, so I went to mass and started to really kind of learn about the mass. Now, this brings me back to the point about the Apostles' Creed. I had been visiting all these other churches. And so, you know, they would say the Apostles' Creed. And, they, and, and the one part in the Apostles' Creed, of course, is that we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And we say that in the Nicene Creed as well. And so when I went to the Catholic Church, they said the same thing. And it struck me. And I thought to myself, like, I don't understand how they could all say this. How can they say they believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, but they're not Catholic. So that really kind of started something to me, a really, really deeper search for the truth. So much to the point when it got to that part at every church I went to, and I would still go to my wife, uh, future wife, we did get married, praise God, you know, uh, I would go to her church and we would go to mass. And then I would go to another church after that. And, but when it came to that part of saying the creed, it came to, I believe one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I would not say that part because I didn't understand what it meant if they could say it and they could say it and they don't agree. So I started to ask a lot of questions and, you know, other churches, beautiful people, love them. I loved all their services, but they, a lot of them had a very negative view of the Catholic church. So I started getting a lot of negative influences in my head a lot of uh, misconceptions in my head about the Catholic Church. You know, uh, the normal ones, you know, you guys worship statues, you know, you worship Mary, all this stuff. And um, even the, the cannibal one was always a, a, a interesting thing. You know, if we're eating the body and blood of Christ, you know, you must be cannibals. That was another one, you know. And so I had all this stuff in my head. So anyway, so one day I was walking into a Catholic church and there was a young priest walking out and he... Uh, he was different than any other priest I had met. And, and the only reason I say that he was different is I could tell in this man that he was full of life. And that really struck me. And even before I talked to him, I saw him coming and it struck me that whatever he had, I wanted. And he came right up to me. He reached out his hand, shook my hand. You got to understand, I was this long-haired, heavy metal guy, jeans, leather jacket. He could have looked at me and, and, and said, I don't think you belong here. I've had people at church at that time in my life come up to me and ask me if I needed money. They thought I was homeless. 
Okay. This guy came right up to me, reached out his hand, said, Hey, how you doing? I said, hello. He said, um, you know, do you go to church here? And I said, no. He said, are you Catholic? And I said, no. And then he asked me why. Now, nobody ever asked that question. Mm. Do you Nobody remember who ever, that priest is? or, or I do. Is? Yeah, His name was Father Jim. And um, okay. we had a, quite a history at that time. And But he asked me, you know, why? And nobody really ever questioned me. Nobody ever asked me why I wasn't Catholic or what I believed. Or even my wife, my future wife, uh, her family, they went to Mass every Sunday. And they're beautiful people. But they, they really didn't talk about it much, you know? Um, Nobody ever brought it up. Anyway, so he asked me why, but I figured if he asked me why, I'm, I'm going to tell him. So I had all these misconceptions in my head, and they just all came out. Everything I thought was wrong with the Catholic Church came out, and I just went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And uh, he listened, and he was patient, and I got done. I must have gone on for about 10 minutes. And he got, I got done and he just looked at me and he basically, all he said was this, son, you should really learn about what you're talking about before you open your mouth. Mm -hmm. And it blew my mind because this was no big, deep theological answer. It was no deep spiritual answer. It was just reality. I had never really given the Catholic church an opportunity to find out what it was all about. I was only listening to all these other other voices i was going to mass simply because of my girlfriend at the time my wife now and uh that was it so he he challenged me and he said we have this thing called rcia he said no obligation you don't have to join anything you don't have to do anything he said go through this for a year and learn the answers and we'll meet back here in a year and if you can say the same thing well then then be on your way so I went through RCIA. My uh, girlfriend, my wife, Kate, she went through with me, even though she was a cradle Catholic. She relearned everything. I learned everything, got all my questions answered. Eh, not all of them. I got a lot of questions. Anyway, I fell in love with it. I did. I fell in love with God. I fell in love with the Catholic Church. I fell in love with the Eucharist. Um, just all of it. And so I wound up getting confirmed the next year and my, my wife was my sponsor and uh, yeah. So, and it's been great. Never since then, you know, I'm the type of person who's all in. So when I latch on to something, I, I'm full force. Jesus said this, he said, when you put your hands to the plow, you don't look back. Now I'm a farmer. So I understand that reference, you know, you don't look back one, you're going to get killed or run over or something, you know, you just can't, can't look back you got to go forward and so i dove right into whatever i could at the time i got into helping out with the youth ministry at the parish i was a lector at the parish all these different things i started singing at the parish and i just dove head in and then i started this retreat ministry and all this stuff and it's been a blessing a major blessing and so much has come out of that you know, even to the point of um, my my own mother becoming Catholic, and I was her sponsor when that happened. And my brother, he got his family baptized. My my other sister started uh, reading scripture at one point. And uh, not that everybody's perfect and in a perfect place, but I've seen God work so many amazing things since then. So, you know, praise God. Here I am now, and it's uh, 
I'm waiting to see where God's going to take me. So it's good stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting also for me because uh, you and I've been acquainted now for around a year or so. And even myself being able to see how you've grown your ministry, how God has helped you to grow in ministry, even over this last year and all the wonderful things that you're doing. So I just thank yeah. you so much. Uh, and That's you have a pleasure. wonderful family. You know, you have two, two kids and your, your wife and the farm that you have and you're living your faith. So that's just a wonderful thing. And thanks for sharing your journey and faith, as we say on this show. Uh, I just want to direct people to your two websites. Again, one is single-hearted.com. And right on the website, it says, Blessed are the single-hearted, for they shall see God. That's from Matthew 5, 8. And exactly. it's a ministry of the single-hearted. Explain about what that means exactly. Because I know you, you yeah. chose that for a reason. I did. I did, yeah. So when I was 10, my mom was actually visiting a Methodist church at the time. And we were there for, I don't know, maybe a few services or whatnot. I don't even remember how long it was. Maybe it was longer than that. But, you know, as a kid, it all gets fuzzy. But anyway, they gave me my first Bible at that Methodist church. And, you know, as the good uh, Christian that I was at the time, you know, I took that Bible and put it on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> probably sat there until I was 19 years old and I decided to start reading it. So that was the Bible that, and, and it's like one of those situations, like I said, where, you know, God was there, he was working, you know? So that Bible I got when I was 10 sat there for another nine years until I opened it up when I was 19. And one of the passages that really struck me in, in that Bible was Matthew chapter five, verse eight. Most versions today will say, blessed are the clean of heart, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. This version said, blessed are the single hearted. And what does it mean to be single hearted? It means that you are totally focused, like your everything is focused on one thing. And, and for me, that's Jesus Christ, you know, and that's God. And, and I believe that because of that passage, that passage has come true in my life. It's the word of God. Of course, it's true, right? where I've been able to see God work in so many ways. Uh, because as we said before, you know, put your hands to the plow, you don't look back. You, you can only look one direction and it's gotta be, you know, towards Christ. So that's, that's where that comes from. So. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for explaining it because I'm sure that somebody was watching that wanted to know exactly what that means. Because as you said, there's other translations of it too. <laughs> yeah, they probably would think it was a single site or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for explaining. <laughs> And then your next website is bigheartharvest.com. Yeah. And on there, you say, download the music and feed the hungry. And I wondered right. if you'd explain that too, because you say feeding the hungry, educating and empowering people. Right. Yeah. So what we have is a small farm. We're a small family farm and we grow uh, produce, everything that pretty much you could put a salad, you know. Um, but then also we have a lot of chickens. And uh, what we do is we take the eggs from the chickens and the produce that we grow and nine, whatever percentage that my family does, you know, I got to feed my family, right? So, but whatever of that we don't use, of course, goes to either rescue missions or soup kitchens, or even individuals that call and sign up on our website for food assistance and stuff like that. Um, and it's been a blessing. So the website, bigheartharvest.com, obviously is for that. The music on the website that you put is we put out three albums last year and all the uh, money from those albums goes to supporting that cause, to feeding the poor. Um, and uh, there are three albums on there. One is called Without Your Love, and one is called Rise Up, which is actually the first 10 Psalms in the Bible. And then another one is called Let Us Pray, which uh, is this album I 
recorded like 20 years ago and never really did anything with. So, you know, I, I, I'm the type of person, I love to sing and I love to praise the Lord. That's my first goal. And finally, I feel like with the music, I have something that I can use it for. And that is, again, to, to feed those in need, you know, and we grow a lot of food. We grow a lot of, we gave out a lot of food last year. Uh, it was really exciting. This year, we're, our goal is to give away about 500% more of what we gave last year. So, and we're on target to do that. Things are shaping up really well. So praise God for that. Wow, that's awesome. So I just want to encourage people who are watching to check out those two websites because you really are doing great work. And you've worked with me with the foundation that I represent, which is the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation. You've done a podcast with us and a video too. And you've also been on the Sewing Hope podcast with Bill Snyder and I. And of course, Bill Snyder is connected to Fiat Ministry Network because right. they work in conjunction together, the two uh, ministries, Patchwork Heart Ministry, and also Fiat Ministry Network with a producer here, uh, Kent Kolhoski. So I thank both of them. And and the fact that you've been able to work together too, it's just been great. And with Smart Catholics too, you were yeah. involved in the conference that we did, a couple of conferences. So that's also been amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, praise uh, God. Now we do have to take a short break. Uh, we do, and we have a lot to talk about during the second half, because during the second half of the show, you're going to actually hear some of John Paul's songs on YouTube. He's going to explain each one of those songs and also talk about another ministry that he's doing with retreats. So join us here in just a few minutes here on Journeys in Faith. Hi, my name is Anne DeSantis, and I'm the director for the St. Raymond Nonatis Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatis.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in. The first Tuesday of every month at eight o'clock, we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From eight to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly Nonatis on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast the last Thursday of every month. That's also at eight o'clock Eastern time for one hour. And that one is for families in crisis. We have some really great guests coming up soon, so hope to see you then. Please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us, with our spiritual moderator. All you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment. So we'd love to connect with you. Please share this video and let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis. Thank you. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. Now I had been brought up without any prayer, without Bible, without church, nothing of that kind. And so when my father died, I became suicidally depressed. I, I had no desire to live. And yet, by the grace of God, uh, whenever I got to the point of actually taking my life, I always had this interior conviction that if I took my life, I would simply find it again 
on the other side and it would be permanent misery. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck rope in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you on your own could have done this. So we are called to sing. All of us are called to sing. All of us are called to express ourselves and join our voice into the unity of the church. Uh, often with my choirs, I, I ask them to listen to each other, to listen to the, the sound that they make together as one. That's what we're aiming for through the harmony or unison. We're aiming for a one sound. You need to decide. What are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist, or not? Thank you so much for joining us here again on Journeys in Faith. This is Anne DeSantis with my amazing guest, John Paul Kasparovich. And during the first half of the show, you learned about him and his ministry, his family, um, and his journey in faith. And I directed you to his two websites, which is single-hearted.com and also bigheartharvest.com. So check out those two websites. Now, you are also a gifted Catholic musician. And we're going to see some of your YouTube videos here. And I thought, uh, John Paul, you could explain each one of those. Um, the first one that we're going to look at is Without Your Love. So tell us about Without Your Love. Yeah, in short, Without Your Love is a song that um, I got usually the way I get most songs. And that's really through prayer, uh, whether it's in adoration or just sitting around and just singing and praising. And the song comes to me. But this song is a song for me. It's a song of intercession. Um, there are certain people I pray for in this song, certain types of people. And really quick, the first type of person I pray for in this song in the first verse are people who don't know God. You know, people are struggling. Where is God in my life? But then I get a little more specific in the second verse. We pray for the unborn children. We pray for struggling mothers, unwed mothers, um, crisis pregnancies. I also pray for the homeless in this song, as well as veterans, especially veterans who have 
struggled with the memories of war, you know, the things that they've experienced in their life. So that's what this song is about. It's just called Without Your Love. Okay, without further ado, here is Without Your Love. Our culture cries out for unholy pageantry. I found it hard to sleep at night, tossed and turned in dreams I'd fight. So many questions, so little answers. Can't save them on my own. I can't put out the Sing it with the choir Sing a song about your love That saved my soul Think about the selfish plan Turns into a one-night stand And the child that cries out I'm not worth it I think about the homeless man On the streets of the promised land And the warrior who cries out I can't take these nightmares Can't save them on my own Sing it with the choir Sing a song about your love 
That was an amazing song. Thank you so much, John Paul. And I just love your music so much. And I'm sure that people who are watching here are wanting to know how they can uh, learn more about your music. So where they go to your website in order to order some of the music or get the downloads? Yeah, you can download it actually on any platform, whether it's Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, all of those. Uh, so many ones that I don't even know about. Um, but you, if you want to find out more about it, you can go to either website, singlehearted.com or bigheartharvest.com, because again, all the proceeds go towards feeding the hungry. Yeah, awesome. So the next song that we're going to listen to is Shine Upon Me. Tell us about Shine Upon Me. Yeah, it's Shine Upon Me. It's, it's really just a Holy Spirit song. It's the Holy Spirit song. It's just calling down the Holy Spirit in your life and just asking God to fill you. Uh, but the video that you're going to see with this song is done with uh, really all bitmojis of me, which is really kind of comical. I got this idea a couple years ago, but and now we kind of transformed it a little bit to use it in this uh, new retreat venture that we have. And we'll talk about in a little bit, but it's for first communicants. Yeah, so thank you. Without further ado again, here's the next song, Shine Upon Me. All right, and we're calling on the Holy Spirit. Here we go. Spirit, take me higher to the presence of the Lord, shining in the glory of the sun. Fire of the Holy Spirit, take me higher to the presence of the Lord, shining in the glory of the sun. Let your peace shine upon me.
Take me higher to the presence of the Lord shining in the glory of the sun. Fire of the Holy Spirit, take me higher to the presence of the Lord shining in the glory of the sun. Let your I love that one. Thank you so much for uh, sharing Shine Upon Me with us. Uh, your music is amazing, and I do encourage people to download your music. And you can help the ministry, right, John Paul? Right. I mean, when they when they buy your music, they're helping your ministry. Absolutely. And the next song is Psalm 10. Could you tell us about Psalm 10? Yeah, so this is on an album called Rise Up. And uh, the reason it's called Rise Up is because in the first 10 Psalms of the Bible, um, so many of them have this theme of, of asking God to rise up. And uh, so this is from an album of Psalms, the first 10 Psalms of the Bible. We were asked to write original music to them. Um, it's not done in a traditional fashion. It's done with guitar and stuff like that. So I hope they like it. But rise up, is, it's, it's just asking God, just, just show us your uh, justice, show us your mercy. Yeah, thank you. So here it is, Psalm 10. Why, Lord, do you stand far off and pay no heed in times of trouble? Arrogant scoundrels pursue the poor They trap them by their cunning schemes The wicked even boast of their greed These robbers curse and scorn the Lord In their insolence the wicked boast Saying God does not care and there is no God. Yet their affairs always succeed. They ignore your judgments on high. They sneer at all who oppose them. They say in their hearts we will never fall, never see misfortune. Their mouths are all full of oaths of 
violence and lies Discord and evil are under their tongues They wait in ambush, their towns, their eyes Watch for the helpless to murder them in secret They lurk in ambush like lions in a thicket Hide there to trap the poor Snare them and close the nets The helpless are crushed, laid low They fall into the power of the wicked Who say in their hearts, God has forgotten Shows no concern, never bothers to even love Rise up Rise up Oh Lord God lift up your hand Do not forget the poor Rise up Rise up Oh Lord God lift up your hand Do not forget the poor Rise up forget the poor. Rise up, rise up, rise up, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked scorn God? Say in their hearts, God does not care. But you do see, you take note of misery and sorrow. You take the matter into your hand. To you the helpless can entrust their cause. You are the defender of the orphan. Break the arm of the wicked and the depraved Make them account for their crimes Let none of them survive The Lord is King forever have vanished from his land. You listen, Lord, to the needs of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You incline their ears. You win justice for the orphan and the oppressed. No one on earth will cause terror again. Rise up, rise up, oh Lord God, lift up your hand, do not forget the poor. Rise up, rise up, oh Lord God, lift up your hand, do not forget the poor. Rise up, rise up, rise up.
forget the poor. Rise up, rise up, rise up. Do not forget the poor. Cry, rise up, rise up, rise up. Do not forget the poor. Wow. Thank you so much, John Paul. That was amazing. Thank you for your music. So we had three songs there again. We'll just announce them each so uh, our viewers can remember the names. So the first one was Without Your Love. Second one was Shine Upon Me. And then we just had Psalm 10. So uh, you're, you must have a YouTube channel, obviously, because we've been uh, watching those. Uh, where can they subscribe to your YouTube channel? Yeah. So we're actually developing a new youtube channel but it'll be under big heart harvest and then it'll be one for ministers single-hearted but right now all of them are under my name john paul kasparovich but we're starting to split them up a little bit because we have so much on that channel uh, most of our stuff though most of our audience is actually on facebook um which i don't know why it worked out that way but it has so we're kind of mostly you know putting stuff on facebook all the time and then uh but we're going to start pushing youtube a little bit more too yeah, awesome. So subscribe on on you on Facebook too. Tell them where they can uh, like your page. Is it uh, the Big Heart Harvest? Yeah, we have th again three pages. You okay. Know? So we have my name, which you know a lot of stuff goes on John Paul Kasparovich, but then also uh, we have Big Heart Harvest, which focuses specifically on the farming ministry. And there's a lot of intermingling there because especially when we put uh, funny stuff about our animals on there, you know, it kind of goes on both. But then we also have Ministry of the Single Hearted, which is geared towards more our retreat and music ministry and really just kind of lifting people up and helping people to come closer to our Lord. Yeah, I know that's your ultimate goal is really to evangelize because when you look at your own life and, and listening to your story, uh, certain key people came into your life that helped to evangelize you. So it sounds like to me, you're kind of doing the same thing. You want to be uh, that person that God is asking you to be to evangelize and to help people to find Christ and to find the church. So I'm just so glad that you're doing what you're doing. Honestly, you're doing really good work. Uh, now we're going to talk about something else that you're doing regarding retreats for First Communion. And I think it's just a really great idea. So please tell us about that. And as we're, we're talking about it, our producer is going to put up some of those videos so that they can actually see what it looks like. So please do uh, describe to us exactly what it is that you do for maybe five, 10 minutes would be great. Sure. So we, we actually started a new website called uh, Ministry of the Single Hearted Virtual Retreats. And, and that kind of spawned out of this whole pandemic thing. Um, a uh, couple parishes that we have been going to for almost 10, 15, even 20 years, you know, they're not having the in-person retreat, which I must say it's always better. Okay. It's always better to have an in-person retreat than it is a virtual retreat. Right. I think because you can connect with people one-on-one, -on -one. but so they asked us to do this virtual retreat and it was for um, children in grades two and three for their first communion retreat. And so we put it together and, uh, it, it involves really only 40 minutes long, and uh, but involves six different videos. 
and there's an icebreaker or a game uh, that we always like doing. That's fun for the kids. It's interactive. And then we always do an interactive song. One of my favorite uh, songs to do always. And, and the video that you guys will be showing is called uh, Big House. And it's by a band called Audio Adrenaline. But I, I love playing the song because, you know, there's some hand motions that you can do with the song and that sort of thing. So the idea is, is it's got to be interactive. It's really hard, you know, to do a retreat for kids on a screen if you're not going to invite them in. So I like to think about this retreat as almost like a Blue's Clues type thing for <laughs> Jesus Christ, right? And if anybody's ever seen Blue's Clues, they're always talking to the audience, right? They're always mm -hmm. talking to the audience and asking them questions and, and giving them the answers at the same time. So, so that's what we do. And so when we're singing Big House, there's these hand motions and stuff like that. Now, the great thing about the virtual retreat too, is that the parents are encouraged to get involved as well and my hope is is that obviously parents aren't going to let their kids just sit down and watch a tv screen without knowing what's on it right at least that's that's the hope <laughs> so, that's right <laughs> so the parents were hoping you know that this retreat is not just going to relate to the little kids but it's also going to strike the parents heart a little bit as well and that's really really the goal and as it goes through the retreat, we talk about different things and we walk through my home parish a little bit and we talk about uh, the Eucharist and we have three main things we ask the kids and, and one is who is the Eucharist and it's key that we say mm. who and not what right? Because as Catholics, we know that the Eucharist is Jesus. And so that we get the kids to say that, you know, that uh, the Eucharist is Jesus. And then the second question we ask them is, how do we know that? How do we know that it's Jesus? And it's very simple because he told us so, you know, so I try to keep it very simple for the kids. Uh, there's, you know, we can't go into any grand deep theological thought with them. It's, it's very simple. Who is Jesus? I mean, who is the Eucharist? Jesus, right? How do we know? Because he told us so. Third question is, uh, where do we find that, right? We find that in the Bible. We find it in the Bible, the word of God. And so those are in that first talk. That's what that's about. And then we do another talk that might seem unrelated, but it is very related. We do a talk about Moses and the, the talks are only about seven to 10 minutes long. They're very short. So it gets the kids attention and we use little pictures and uh, animations and bitmojis and stuff like that popping in and out of the videos. Uh, but to talk about Moses is about when they were in the desert and the manna from the desert. And I kind of do it in a funny way where we talk about how the Israelites were always complaining. And I think the parents are going to like this because we try to relate that to the kids and, and get them to understand that like the Israelites, we sometimes always complain, right? And, and that's not really the best way to be. But it brings it back to the idea that the manna in the desert was a foreshadowing of, of the Eucharist, right? That's why the Eucharist, we have the Eucharist and it looks like that and a little bread, right? So that's the third talk. And then we use the song Shine Upon Me Too. And then um, in the third, uh, I'm sorry, in the last talk, uh, we actually have this time of prayer with the kids where we encourage the parents to do this with the kids at home, the same time we're doing it on the screen. And we ask them to imagine that somebody special is coming for dinner. And we go through this whole idea of setting up a table and tablecloth and then candles and then you know we even explain the bible in that and how we're going to have a conversation with this person um and we talk about we're going to need a plate right and patent and we're going to have a, a cup to drink from you know the chalice and and all these things and by the end they have this little altar set up and that's the idea and when i did this on the video we did it right in front of the altar at my parish church so they can see 
right behind me what they're building. And then at the end, and again, hopefully that they do this with their parents at home in their living room, right? And in that, we're not just getting the kids to understand, hopefully we're capturing the heart of the parent at the same time to remember what it's all about. And uh, so that's the idea. And then there's a time of prayer at the end where we just have a couple flash pictures of Jesus in front of that table so that they're sitting down with Jesus and just kind of listening to a song, having a conversation with Jesus. So that's the idea in the first community retreat. Again, it's only 40 minutes long. And what we do is um, it's going to be marketed out to DREs, but the DREs can view it for free so that they know what they're seeing. And then we just ask the DREs to send it out to their parishioners. Uh, they could be receiving first communion or could just be little kids and their parents. And and uh, what would happen is, is they would... Uh, they would request the video, they'd go there and they would uh, just pay a $10 fee that actually goes to the farming ministry. So at the same time, they're bringing their kids closer to Christ through this little retreat. They're feeding the hungry at the same time. And then they have access for the whole year to this uh, retreat. And I believe, I really do believe kids are going to want to go back and sing big house again, and maybe even play the game again. And maybe it'll give the parents opportunity to say hey let's watch the video about the altar again you know we'll see we'll see how it turns out but that is the idea and uh, again that's uh, ministry of the single-hearted virtual retreats and we're you'll be hearing a little bit more about that soon yeah i i think it's a genius idea because it's something they can do it on their own time at home and the parents can be engaged now i know that you said that there's a donation too that you're asking for the the families not the churches to donate right. i believe it's ten dollars tell tell us how that works yeah so the reason why we did it that way is because we want the dres to be able to to view it for free so that they know what they're you know encouraging their families to watch you know nope no church is going to send out a retreat video, or at least I would think they wouldn't, you know, to their parishioners if they don't know what's on it, right? So we want the DREs to be able to watch it for free. Um, and then they send out the link to that we give them to the parents. And uh, the idea is, you know, when two, twofold. One, they're, again, helping bring their kids closer to Christ through the Eucharist. But then at the same time, there's this balance of ministry, ministering to a person's soul, but also helping people to, you know, feed people physically. And, and that's the idea. So what they would do is they go to the website, they would just sign up, um, give the $10 donation to the farming ministry, and then it would scoot them over to the retreat and they get to view it. And again, they have access to it for the rest of the year. Uh, because each year we're going to try and do an updated version. So, I just love it. Honestly, I think this is, I'm excited. I'm really excited yeah. for you and, and for everyone. So tell us that website again, just so we can repeat that, make sure people get it. Yeah, so it's uh, Ministry of Single-Hearted Virtual Retreats. And, um, but again, it'll be, if they go there, we're going to have an extra page too, where they, where if it's just a parent and a family, they can preview the retreat it won't be the whole videos but it'll be a little preview of the retreat so they can also get an idea of what's in it say if they don't go through their dre we want to give the parents an opportunity too to see it before they show it to the kids too so that's no, the idea it's it's just great really and and for parents out there this is this is perfect it really is so uh, i'll give you again john paul's main websites uh, are single-hearted.com and bigheartharvest.com so unfortunately, we're almost out of time uh, for this show. You're going to have to come back again. 
And I want to also invite people to go to YouTube and look up Patchwork Heart Ministry. That's our friend here at Fiat Ministry Network. And listen to the podcast because there's always more information when you listen to um, two different shows or programs, you can learn more. So John Paul Kasparovich was a guest there uh, on the Sewing Hope podcast. So again, John Paul, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Ann. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And we'll be praying for your ministry as well, of course. Mm, Thank you. Means so much. Now, I also would like to invite all of you when this show is over to go to patreon.com slash patchwork heart ministry, because John Paul will be a guest on a show called five minutes of faith with me. He's going to give you three ways to grow in prayer. So make sure that you check that out at some time later on. Uh, Again, patreon.com patchwork heart ministry. We'll see you all next Friday night here on journeys in faith. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.